And this morning, I want to talk about the authority of the believer. All right? The authority of the believer. Or as some people say, the authority of the believer. If I was Bishop Freddie Edwards, that's what I would be saying. The authority of the believer. My dear friend that I love so much. The authority. The authority of the believer. And I want to speak under that subtitle. As new creatures in Christ, as born again children of God, you need to understand that you have been placed in a position of power and authority. It's a position that has been delegated to us by God through Jesus Christ. See, when you became born again, when you received Christ, your position in God changed totally. And God put you in a position of these two things, power and authority. Say it with me, power Power. and authority. Look at your freezing neighbor and say, neighbor, I wish your vocal cords can get some power. Come on, look at them and say, I wish you could say that with a little bit more authority. Look at them and say, this man has traveled all the way from Malaysia and you're giving him a cold response. Chada. Somebody say power Power. and authority. authority. Say it again, power Power. and authority. So along with this authority comes certain responsibilities that we have. So today I want us to examine God's word very briefly concerning the position we have and the authority that we have been given. When you make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, the Bible clearly says it in Colossians 1.13 that you were delivered from the power of darkness and you were translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So you are no longer in the kingdom of darkness. You are no longer... You see the amen alone. At least Victoria Even if You know... You have been delivered. You are, you are no longer under the power of darkness. Why? You have been, the Bible declaring, you have been delivered from the power of darkness and you have been translated. In other words, when you became a Christian, there was a change of citizenship. You, you, you became a citizen of a different country altogether. You came out of the kingdom of darkness And now you have come into the kingdom of light. You know, all over the world, there's embassies, you know. If you travel to another country and you are South African and something happens in that country, maybe they want to attack South Africans or whatever, you can quickly run to the embassy. And the law is such that once you get into the embassy, the people in that country can't touch you. That's the law. Because once you get into the embassy, you get into the protection yeah, your country. Can I hear? Thanks, my brother. Thanks, my brother. Thank you, man. Thank you. I wish they were all like all three of you. I like these young men. Let me do every Sunday. I like you guys. I like you guys. You know, my body is not feeling so great because I've been traveling for a long time. But that amen is really helping me. These people are not kind to me at all. Yeah. So, and, and I don't know if you all are aware, is Once you're in your embassy, then all the power, the strength, the force, and the resources of your country are at your disposal to protect you. It doesn't matter what that other country has, 
or who it is that's coming against you, once you are in the embassy as a citizen of South Africa, then all the power of South Africa come to bear for you. Now, we, we are talking about something higher than a country here. We're talking about heaven here. We're talking about a power that is beyond military power here. We're talking about the power of the almighty God. Can I hear an amen? Yeah, you have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. You see, that's why these people can deliver and say, bang, bang, confuse us all. I, I don't understand. Why do you need to be delivered? You've been delivered already. I said you have been delivered already. Huh? Why should you allow the power of Satan to linger on in your life? Why must you behave like you are still a citizen of the kingdom of darkness? Hallelujah. Somebody said, I'm delivered. Say it again. I have been delivered. So the word of God says that. And the Bible talks about how you have been given power. You've been delivered from the power of darkness or the authority of darkness. You've been placed into God's kingdom. So Jesus says he has given us power. First of all, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. You see, that power was given to you as part of your inheritance. Part of your inheritance is power and authority. This is what belongs to you. You know, when I was thinking about this, I kept on thinking about the phrase, you know, you must have a revelation of what this is about. If you don't have a revelation of these things, Basalna, you will. You see, there's Christians who live like nothing has changed in their lives. The way they approach these things of deliverance. The way they talk about the devil, how bound they are. You, 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 it, it, it doesn't sound like they understand what happened. It's like they haven't changed as yet. Look at your neighbor and say, the way are So Jesus succeeded in securing all power by going to the cross. Dying a horrible death, suffering the penalty of sin, going into the pit of hell, defeating Satan and his cohorts, and rising up from the grave, ascending up into heaven, now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. It says in Colossians 2.15, in the NIV, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. The cross of Jesus, though it looked like defeat, it was triumph in the making. If the princes of this world knew what they were doing when they were crucifying the Lord of glory, they didn't understand that by killing him, they were signing something for their own defeat. So Jesus came on earth for one reason only, to come and turn around what Adam had messed up. Through Adam's sin, authority was given into the hands of Satan. And Satan became the God of this world. So Jesus came to recapture, now that we are capturing these days. He came to, <laughs> to recapture the authority that Satan had stolen. Remember, Bazalon, that authority was given to Adam and Eve. When God said, 
I'm putting you into the garden. Huh? He said, rule the garden, have authority over the garden, guard the garden, keep the intruder out. That's what in Genesis 2, you read from verse 7, that's what God said. When he put him into the garden, he also gave him the authority to rule the earth, guard the earth, to keep the intruder out. But what happened is when Adam and Eve sinned, they handed the keys of authority to Satan. But Jesus came and he got the keys back. That's why in the book of Revelation, when John saw him, he said, I am he that was dead and now is alive. And I have the keys. I said, Jesus has the keys. Hallelujah. So after securing that power and authority, he freely gave it over into the hands of those who believe in him. And that is you and me. That's why in Matthew 28 from verse 18, Jesus came to them and said, all authority, not some, all authority, where? In heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, in other words, for, for the reason that authority has been given to me, for that reason, Go ye therefore. In other words, it's almost like Jesus is, is saying, I've got the keys, now I'm handing them to you. He says, so great is the authority and the power that you must go into all the world. Anywhere in the world. There should be no place that you cannot go to. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. He says, make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you and surely I will always be there to the very end of the age. So, Basalana, it's just not enough for us to accept the work of the cross on Calvary in being born again. We need to know that we have a much bigger responsibility that Jesus is holding us to. In Mark 16, verse 17 and 18, Jesus said, all these signs shall follow them that believe. You as a believer. He says, these signs will follow you as a believer. He says, in my name, they will cast out devils. Some of you have never cast out one demon. Yet. Yeah, yet. You like it yet. Eh? Yeah. And you shouldn't be afraid of demons. I'm going to show you, Basalon. It's not a matter of how powerful you are. No, it's a matter of if unalo authority or not. It's not a matter of your stature. It, it doesn't even have anything to do with how many years you've been a Christian. The minute you were born again, born, on that spot you already have authority. Why? Because now you belong to another kingdom. And Jesus says, I give you authority. He says, go therefore. You can cast out demons. I said, you can cast out demons. I said, you can cast out demons. He says, in my name, they will cast out demons. That's what Jesus says. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick. You can lay hands on the sick. And they can recover. Yeah, instead of you wanting us to pray for you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's part of your inheritance. That's what you should be doing. I'm telling you, and if you're not doing this, you don't understand who you are. I'm telling you, if you're not doing this, you're not growing in your faith. 
If you're not doing this, you, you are not maturing as a believer. <coughs> Excuse me. The words that Jesus spoke are vital and real today as it was the first day he spoke them. When he appeared to his disciples after the resurrection of the dead, these words that he spoke form the basic foundation of the work of the New Testament. These are the things that make the church the church. This is what makes us different, Barcelona, from other religions, I'm telling you. You know, in Malaysia, they have so many different religions, you know. And the issue, Barcelona, is when it comes to what we believe as Christians, is the authority of the name of Jesus. That we can pray. And anywhere in the world, wherever I've been, wherever I've prayed, wherever we've cast out demons, they listen to that name. Yeah. Yeah. Whether, whether it's a French-speaking country, Chinese, Korean, Malaysian, it doesn't matter what it is. Portuguese, I've been to all those places. Doesn't matter. When Hakiri Jesus, Aoutama Demon. Yeah. Because Jesus is king of all kings. I said he's Lord of all lords. Jesus. So we need to have that revelation, Barcelona. And today I want to drill in a bit and talk about the difference between power and authority. Because you as a Christian, you have been given both. You've been given both. In Luke 19, 10 verse 19, Jesus, when he spoke to his disciples, he says, behold, I give you power to tread upon the serpents and scorpions. Somebody say power. power. Say it again. I give you power. power. Say it. I give you power. Listen to what he says. I love. He says, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Now, serpents and scorpions, they are used there figuratively to speak of the power of Satan. Okay? So Jesus says, I give you power. I give you power. I give you power to tread. The word tread upon means to trample upon. You remember, even in Genesis, when God spoke to the devil, he says, Where now you will, you, will, you will bite the heel of the seed of the woman, but the seed of the woman will trample upon your head. When you trample upon the head, the head symbolizes the seat of power. That's a head. A head gives instruction. So when you trample upon the head, it means you paralyze whatever it is at its very seat, at its very core. You neutralize it. You, you bind the strong man and you destroy his goods. Jesus says, I give you. He's talking to the disciples. He says, he says I give you. I give you. I give you. I give you. Oh, get a revelation, Salana. I give you. I give you what? Power to do what? To tread upon the serpents and the scorpions. In case Unanara, aha, include other things, he says, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any. Oh, come on, you're not hearing. Why, why should you be afraid of the devil when Jesus said nothing shall be able to harm you? Why should you be afraid to stand against? Utara says, he says, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power. So I give you power over all the power. I give you power over all the power. 
Oh, come on now. I want to show you something. Somebody say power over power. Say it again. Power over power. Now, unfortunately, in English, you, you can't get what Jesus is saying. That's why some of you are not even excited at all. No matter how much kill is Just look at someone next to you and say, Somebody say power over power. Now, unfortunately, in English, you, you, you won't understand what Jesus is saying. What he said was huge. His disciples understood. The first word for power there, all right, that word for power is the word exousia. Exousia. Or simply called authority. So let's put it this way. I give you authority. Let's have the verse back, please. Don't, don't make it disappear. I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. I give you that authority. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power. Now that second word for power is the word dunamis. It's not the same word. Now let's explain those two words. All right. Let's start with the second word. The word dunamis means inherent power or the ability to act. It speaks of might, efficiency, ability to do something. So we know that Satan is capable he, he, can, he can cause a lot of hurt. But Jesus says, even if he has dunamis, <laughs> even if he has dunamis, authority. Let, let, me, let me give you two, let me give you a good illustration. Here I am on the road, I'm driving this powerful machine that has dunamis. An 18-wheeler truck carrying cargo, weighing many tons. That's power there. That's power there. I can run over anything. I can flatten anything with that kind of weight, with that type of truck. If you ever try and stand in front of that truck and try to stop me, oh, gee. Mercy on you forever. But here I am, I'm driving over the speed limit. Supposed to stay at 80 kilometers per hour. And here you are, you are a traffic cop. And you spot me through the laser. Speeding down the road at 100 kilometers per hour. And here you are, small little skinny you. You are, you, you, you are, you cannot be compared to the power that I'm having. Now you, you can't compare. Hi, corner. You are no match for the power I have. But as you, as you, as you, as you jump into the middle of the road, then, then I see you wearing all the the attire and I can see you are a traffic cop and I understand something you are there on delegated authority you, you have power I have power but your power even if my power is bigger than the way you look 
I don't stop the truck because of the way you look. I stop the truck because of who you are representing. And should I ever dare move on and not stop? Comrade, you are going to mobilize all the force of the South African police. Come on now, you're going to have me everywhere. You're going to look for me. Because when I touch you, I'm touching all that force. Because you're not there on your own accord. You've been sent there. You have been given delegated power. Jesus says, yeah, the devil has got dunamis. Dunam- uh, yeah, it's understood. 18-wheeler, tons, but... I give you authority. Nah. Representing all heaven, I give you authority. And, and, and when the devils respond, they don't respond because of you. See, that's the problem with some of you. You're trying to cast out the devil in your own. And, and when he intimidates you, he makes you look at you. Instead of you looking at the greater one in you, greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. Somebody give the Lord a shout in this place. I said somebody give the Lord a shout in this place. And this is what we need to get in our minds. That anytime your authority, authority is given. There will be someone to challenge it. Yeah. You see, Satan won't get a chance to some of you. And if you, don't, if you do not exert yourself, and if you don't stand firm in who you are, I'm telling you. See, I've seen the traffic cops. I, I've actually seen them. When they walk into the road, they just walk in the middle of one. please if I won't waste your time can you kindly please just move to the side I just want to tell you that you are driving me. No, they say where now what side <laughs> they don't ask they, they, they don't care about how you feel they're exercising delegated power may you exercise delegated power in the name of Jesus but you see what Satan does is that he tries to point people to look. You only have been a Christian for one day. You don't pray every day. Look, you don't even read your Bible. So you look at you. That's problem number one. You don't realize who you are representing. It's not you who defeated Satan. It's Jesus. It's not you who destroyed authorities and powers. It's Jesus. And Jesus said... Go ye therefore, Tamayang. He says, all authority. Behold, I give you what? Authority. To tread on serpents. Go tread on them. In one sight. Mamon, Puma. Out. Out of this country. Out of this house. Puma, yeah. And to tread on all the power. Hey. So here's the thing. Number one, you need then 
to understand that your authority will be challenged. Even Jesus himself, his authority was challenged. In Luke 20, verse 1 and 2, it says, One day as he was teaching, the people in the temple courts and preaching the gospel, the chief priests and the teachers of the Lord, together with the elders, came to him. They said to him, Tell us, by what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority? So, you see, if, you, if you're not clear about the source of your authority, you'll always stand on shaky grounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's why even the preaching of the gospel, and we must all preach the gospel, you know. But when God sends you to nations, we go, go to Malaysia, we go wherever. Because Jesus said go. And when we stand there, you can speak Mandarin, Chinese, Japanese, Malay. I know I have been sent. Yes. And when I stand, I say in the name of Jesus. We had people being touched by the power of God in a wonderful way. Thank God on Sunday when we went, it was Pentecost Sunday. We had several people filled with the Holy Spirit. Some of them even during the week at the camp, they still were following up on that. That name works. I said that name works. It's a name above all names. So know that your authority will be challenged. You see, the seven sons of Sceva that we read about in Acts 19. Let's have it there. Maybe go back a little bit. Uh, maybe I'll go verse 13, keep on. Verse 13, I've written verse 15. Yeah. Can you give me another translation? Yeah, no, I said, Zerif, Agabond. That's why King James Bible. <laughs> Can you give me the same verse, please? Maybe in the, I don't know what translation. <laughs> Jesus. No, it's not, a, it's not a swear word, Bazalana. It's just that King James. But also some of the Jewish exorcists. I want to show you. Now, remember, Paul and Barnabas were, were praying for people taking demons out of them. So some of these guys came who were exorcists. Do you see an exorcist? You see, I'm not an exorcist. Okay? When I cast out demons, I'm not an exorcist. An exorcism is a different thing. Exorcists work with a different kind of power. It's not the same as the name of Jesus. We don't have time to go into that. I'll just leave you like that. Whatever that means, okay. Some of the Jewish exorcists who went from place to place attempted to, I can't see, to name over those who had the evil spirit the name of the Lord. So they attempted to take out the evil spirit from them. So they said to these people, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul is preaching to come out of them. Okay, let's have the NIV. Hey, some of these translations are not so good because some of these things. So these exorcists, let's go back, uh, 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 can you have verse 12? Sorry, I wrote verse 15, but I realized, go back again, please. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. Thank you. Let's keep going. So that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. Can you see that? Eh? Oh, now you are alive, eh? Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits 
You see, and that's why you need to read different translations. They were actually exorcists. This one doesn't say exorcists, even if it's a good translation. Okay. They tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. So as Amoyetis. They would say, in the name of uh, the Jesus whom Paul is preaching. Look at it. Whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. So, these guys had no personal relationship with Jesus. They were not born again. They were in the kingdom of darkness. Hmm? So there is not, they are not translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Next verse, verse 14. The seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, were doing this. So these guys, never 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 a priest. There were seven of them. So they go to one guy. So one day the evil spirits answered them. <laughs> you see, we now yet as a mazam. Huh? Matimonata ubuja. The evil spirit answered them and said what? Hey, let me hear you. And said what? Who? And I want you to note the priority they put. They don't start with Paul. Jesus. Yeah, and then? Oh, Paul. Jesus I know. Paul I know about. Well, by Lathamo. In the King James, it says, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. It's the same thing. Huh? So, but why did they know Paul? It's not because he was an apostle. No. It's because he's a child of God. And to him has been given power over power. I'm trying to say, if Upulusit's a poor, Your name is known in hell. No, no, no. I wonder how Papa look at this. Just forget it. No, no, just leave it. Mara, if Upulusito Pu. We are heaven here. Your name is known in hell. First time I went with him called Cameroon, he will tell you. I was preaching, and evil spirits screamed. Those people are French speaking. People screamed from the crowd. Screaming. Go back to your country. Go back to your country. Go back to your country. And even when I made an altar call, one of the people ran towards me and the spirits were speaking through them. These are French speaking people. They don't know English, but the demons knew I know English. <laughs> so it was speaking in tongues for him, but it was tongues from another 
He actually came to my rescue. He held that person. Stop them. I had my eyes closed, so I've learned these days. No, watch and pray. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, you never know. <laughs> I tell you. All the way from here to Cameroon. This is how, how many is it? Six, six hours flight. Fly into another country. Hey, go Cameroon. My demon. That's But it's not because. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not because of who you are in the flesh. It's because of who you are as a child of God. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Maraluna, man. Because see, if you're not born again, you are no match for the devil. If you're living in sin, don't try this. I'm telling you, Pastor, if you're going to deal in the area of demonic powers, you better live a holy life. You're not going to live a sinful life and try to deal with this guy. Note what happens. Next verse, verse 16. It says, then the man, one guy, the man, one guy, who had the evil spirit, jumped on them. And overpowered them all. Yeah. Overpowered them all. And he gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Don't try this at home. <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing, stay away. But you have authority. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Number two, you need to have a revelation that you have authority to stand against the power of the enemy. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul talks about the armor that we have. Note what he says. He says, be strong, not in yourself, but in the Lord. Then he says, put on the whole armor of God. In James 4, 7, he says, resist the devil. Don't be nice. Don't be accommodative. Resist the devil. Satan is destroying people's lives. I'm telling you. Satan is wreaking havoc in people's lives. Resist the devil, just James 4, 7. First of all, it doesn't start there. It starts first by saying, submit yourself to God. Do it God's way. Then resist the devil. Because you see, I don't resist the devil based on who I am. I'm not being strong in me. I'm being strong in the Lord. Can I hear an amen in the house? Can I hear an amen in the house? Don't pray and ask God to fight the devil for you. Don't pray. That's not the right approach. Don't pray. Talk to the Tokolosh. Tokolosh. Amba. And don't forget the name of Jesus. Remember, when you say in the name of, you are, you are talking about the, the authority under which you are operating. I can't have heard people labat labat lobu about no, the premier could be here, couldn't be here, but he has sent me to speak on his behalf. I speak in the name of the premier. They say that. 
So in other words, in the name of the premier, you sit up and say, all right. I understand the power that's backing you up. That's why we don't pray for Jesus' sake. We pray in the name of Jesus. Hey, Pella, when you travel in the East, we eat all kinds of interesting things over there. You said, you must say, Pella, Jesus. But why do we pray in the name of Jesus? Because the name of Jesus sanctifies it. Yeah. Pray in the name of Jesus. I explained the other day, I think when I was preaching, people don't understand that there are layers. Layers of demonic spirits in the heavenlies. When you pray, your prayer must make it through those layers to reach heaven. But if if it doesn't have a signature there, that says in Jesus' name, it gets intercepted. Because I know authority. We found something so interesting we just heard now. You know, we, they were telling us about another religion, and now I'm not criticizing other religions. I'm just, uh, we won't say which one it is. And, and the people there in Malaysia, they were telling us, you know, the people who are converting from this other religion, what they have found very interesting about Christianity is the personal nature of our prayers. They said, Luna, we are following form, and so there's no attachment. He said, Luna, you are so free. You know, it was, it was my first time to hear that. Free is personal. It's, it's involving. And let me add, it's powerful. Yeah, we don't go through the form. form. There's nothing wrong with format and so on. But at the end in Alemat, I remember there's one event in Ekidukoyona some time ago in some other country at some time, somewhere, somehow. <laughs> and they had spiritists in the meeting. You know, it was an event that was supposed to be an interfaith event. You know, they, you know, governments of the world, they, they just, they think, they think it's all the same. They don't understand. We, we may all be reaching up, but we're not reaching to the same source. But they didn't know that. So I remember they had these other spiritists who came and did their thing, whatever. And it was different prayers that were being prayed. So they had their own way, whatever they did. And then after that, what <laughs> in this other place in another country somewhere. <laughs> you know, and I was just, and I happened to know the person. Even I heard It was fun to watch. Hey! <laughs> If there's a day where I made up my mind, what's working? This is the only way I'm going. This is the only name I'm going to pray in. Come on, somebody shout to the Lord. Don't be fooled, Mr. Lona. You have that power, you have that authority. Hallelujah. 
Number three, the reason this authority works is because we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Ephesians 1.19. Jesus is seated. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 1.21, far above all principalities, all power, all might, all dominion, and every name that is named. And we are seated with him. The work that Jesus did was supreme. The Bible says God has put all things under his feet. He made him to be the head over all things to the body. And we as believers, we are part of that body of Christ. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen? I need to close. Our time is up. I need to close. I'll, I'll finish next week. But let's finish with these points quickly. How do you rule? Number one, understand and know who you are in Christ and the authority that has been given to you. That's number one. Number two, take a stand against the devil's schemes. Take a stand. Don't be so vulnerable and so weak. Remember who you are. You are a child of God. Number three. Recognize that we are involved in a spiritual battle. This thing is not a, a walk in the park. What are you here? Don't be nice. Satan is out to kill you. I'm telling you. Number four. Remember that the weapons of your wherefore are not carnal. According to 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 6. Number five. Wear the armor of God according to Ephesians chapter 6. And in conclusion, we'll pick up on these things next week. In conclusion, don't allow fear to paralyze you. You know, Zarana, fear is one of the things that any time, I remember first time I cast demons out of somebody, the fear I had. And I mean, this person, they were screaming at me, running towards me, you know. And, and when I looked at their face, I can't give one another. This face doesn't say I love you. <laughs> I was so afraid. I was still a young Christian. But then I realized, you see, if, 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 if like the example I've given, when, when the traffic cop steps out, even if you come in car, vrpa. They, they, don't care. they don't care. They step in and they step in front of the car expecting you to stop. They're not apologetic. No. You can see, when you look at them, you can see in their face that they are, they are not afraid of you. Or better still, they know who you are. They know you can run them down. But they know you, 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 you can't take that chance because of what they're representing. Be like that when it comes to Satan. 
He loved that. One of my first experiences of casting out demons that was very interesting was when they brought a young lady. This is when we were still using Karajako High, number eight, as an office. And they brought a young lady who owned a Tikoloshi. And Tikoloshi had no she would literally see it. And some of you who've never dealt in these things, I know you can laugh it off as, ah. yeah, I've had too much experience with these things to, to, to think it's a joke. I've seen people, there was some go, Mulapo actually, this young girl, anytime Atswara, anything, it would burn. Literally, see the fire. Yeah. These things are literally, you, you haven't seen those things. I wish some of you can come with me and see them. You'll... <laughs> I won't say what you will do. And I remember this girl, they brought her here. I'm sitting on the table. She's sitting here. I'm looking at her, the person who brought her. And all of a sudden, her eyes became so wide. I could see fear in her eyes. And she's looking over my shoulder behind me. And she started getting into her friends. Now, you see, you see, how is that so and so on? And you could see the fear in her eyes. I calmly stood up, turned. I could see whatever it was. But I pointed in that direction. I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to leave this place, leave this child, and never come back again. She tells us the thing left. See, that's why you have to walk by faith, not by sight. But then I had to teach her. See, don't just pray for somebody who won't Please. You must teach her. Because Jesus said when the evil spirits have gone out, they will come back. That's the mistake we make. We don't teach. You got to teach people must be grounded in the things of God. That they rolled on the floor is not enough. That's why people who don't know about our monarchy three months later, all in the same place. Of course, yes. The spirits come back. If, if the spirits find the person ignorant, not rooted in the things of God, not living right, they come in, and according to Jesus, they bring seven more spirits, more evil. So that the condition, the second condition, is worse than the first condition. That's why sometimes people say, ah, it doesn't work this thing. No, it works. It's because we didn't listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12. And I thank God that young girl became a member of our church. Totally free. And I... As I speak today, I, I still remember who she is. She's a married woman now, with children, family, good husband. A, you should have seen her. I think she must have been 16 years old when they brought her. See, when a 16-year-old has a hand, then you know it's real. Some of you haven't seen these things. That's why you, you play around with them. Yeah. Little kids. We had her in our own family. We had one of our family members who used to have this thing, and it would come and strangle them. Arubets. It wasn't just nightmares. It wasn't a figment of the imagination. The spiritual world is real. But we don't need to be afraid. Because nothing shall by any means hurt you. Bow your heads, please. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you have been 
battling in these areas. You see things strangled. I'm not talking about nightmares. I'm talking about real evil, demonic encounters. As I was preaching now, I feel the Lord say, this is your day. I want to ask you a few things. Know Christ as Savior. Live right. And stand on your authority. Today marks the end of your suffering. Even if Satan tries to come back, you'll stand against him. In Jesus' name. Because the entrance of God's word brings light. I'm not calling you up here to the front to embarrass you. But I'm doing it in obedience to God. You came today. As I've been preaching, you realize there's no need for you to live in bondage. No need for you to have sleepless nights. No need for you to be a prisoner of fear. Jesus. Jesus. Name above all names. Name that brings deliverance. He's here to set you free. But before that, you may be here and you haven't received Christ as Savior and Lord in your life yet. And this morning you've come and you realize, you know, I realize Jesus is the way. Jesus is the one who can change lives. You want me to pray for you? You want to invite Christ in your life this morning? This is your opportunity. I want to pray for you. Our heads bowed, our eyes closed. I want to pray. Your life is not going in the right direction. You want to ask God to help you. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid. The Spirit of God is in this house. Would you raise your hand, please, if you need prayer? I want to pray for you. Just raise it up right where you are. Just raise it up. Raise it high. Thank you. Thank you for those hands. Keep them raised. Keep them raised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May I ask the people who raise their hands, would you please stand on your feet, please?